Welcome to a new episode of Blue Dragon Healing. I'm Bjorn Lestrud, your guide and fellow journeyer on a path where joy and healing converge. In each episode, we explore the enchanting world of peak moments, genuine stories of transformation, and the soothing sounds of our guided sonic dragon healing sessions. Whether you're new to healing or seeking a fresh approach to well-being, this podcast is your sanctuary for joy-infused exploration. Before we dive into today's exploration, take a moment to breathe, center yourself, and tap into your own wellspring of effervescence. Our episodes are not just a listen, they're an invitation to experience the transformative power within you. So settle in, open your heart, and let the soothing sounds of the Blue Dragon Way be your guide. Without further ado, let's begin our next chapter. Today we have the privilege of speaking with Kai Clay. He's known as the Psychic's Psychic and is actually one of the select few full-body open deep trance channels in the world today. Now, Kai channels Balan. They are an ancient, wise, high vibration entity from the causal plane, and they bring a different level of insight and guidance. Remarkably, some of Kai's clients have been doing readings with Balan every week for the last decade. In fact, uh, his clientele is as diverse as it is as illustrious. Uh, it includes business leaders, parents, healers, celebrities, doctors. Even Buddhist monks regularly are booking sessions with Balan. Now, during our interview, we'll gain some insight from Kai's human perspective on healing, followed by a conversation with Balan, providing us a direct connection to spirit. So please join me in welcoming Kai to the show. Welcome to the Blue Dragon Healing Podcast. Kai, how are you today? I'm doing great, Bjorn. I, I won't I won't tell you about where I am now looking out at palm trees here in Miami. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you've been in Florida a while for Yeah, for work, you know, right? my family's always gone back and forth between uh New York where we're based mostly and Florida, but this year it just seems like it's a good time to be in the warmth and the sun. So we're here for the duration of the season. Wow. Hmm. Lovely. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on here. I would love it if you could share a little bit about your work, like what you do kind of present day uh, to sure. start with. It's a lot of words, but I, I'm, my work involves, uh, and I'm known, what I'm known as, as a full body, open, deep trance channel. Uh, like I said, it's a lot of words, but what it means is that every day I'm able to share my own personal meditation with others, either one-on-one -on -one, like you and I are doing now and have done many times before or in groups, mm -hmm. sometimes big groups in a theater or in a, in a conference of just a couple hundred people. And when I shift to meditation, I'm an ancient, uh, wise, and uh, what I've been told is a pretty funny um, high vibration energy or entity that um, is called Balon. 
is able to um, use my my physical body to talk with other people, to answer questions, and also to share some healing energy, which um, I know I know you and I have had those kind of sessions together too, where there's been a big energetic exchange um, with some of the others that have been on um, some of the great Zoom calls mm. that we've had. So people have been able to both experience the energy of belong, but also what you're able to bring through at the same time. It's it's pretty darn cool, you know. Uh, hmm. So with Balan, when when you bring Balan out, Kai, you sort of disappear. You're not conscious of the conversation that's occurring. Yes. Correct. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Since the very first time it happened over 20 years ago. I didn't know anything about it at the time. I just sat down to meditate with a friend. Yeah, when Balan come, when Balan's energy comes to speak through me, my consciousness leaves. So I have zero memory of what occurs during the conversations or the sessions. But I do get an energetic benefit, which I talk about pretty frequently. Uh, a lot of times when I'm done channeling, people are always worried that I'm tired. Or that it's taken too much out of me. But in fact, the opposite is true. I have so much energy usually that I feel like I could blow through the roof <laughs> of the room that I'm in. And um, I'm a runner, so I usually run, you know, five five miles or something or 10 miles just to blow off all the extra energy that I get. It's 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 pretty cool, you know. So today you said that you'd been up, you've been up already since four o'clock. In the morning doing yes. sessions yes i'm I'm, right? I'm fortunate to be trusted by people all over the world that book sessions all the time um to talk with Balan. so because the time zones are usually ahead of where we are in europe and the middle east and so forth i usually i usually start pretty darn early to accommodate them <laughs> i'm also a morning person too so it kind of works <laughs> out you know uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh when when you get up that early does that you i mean you mentioned that you know, usually when you do these sessions, it gives you so much energy that you want to blow through the roof. What about when you're getting up at four to do sessions and you're doing them all morning? Is it the same it effect? Is. I obviously, I don't know how to say it. I have a great deal of trust in Balan's energy because the best way I describe them always to people that ask these kind of questions, they're like the, they're like the best house guest in the world. So I have complete ability to, to do this or not. I can exit anytime I want. I never choose to because it's always great. They always leave me squeaky clean, <laughs> I guess. It's interesting. I never get sick, right? And I, huh. I, I'm i a pretty healthy guy. You know, I wouldn't say better than anybody else necessarily, but I attribute part of that just to them, you know? Hmm. You have been in Florida now for a little while, and you came down there initially for uh, like a, a big in-person event, yes. right? Yes, we were going to Florida anyway, but when we let people know in Miami that this big event was happening, um, some of the people that I've read for for a while decided to do a showcase um, and invite a bunch of their friends, and it kept growing. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It was just before Thanksgiving. It was a, it was a wonderful event. Was that the biggest event that you had been a part of since you 
No, we've had very large events in New York uh, where we're from over the years. Uh, they weren't as heavily promoted as this because a lot of the people that have found Belong and have put together events, it's wor- it's been word of mouth, you know? Hmm. So. Yeah, but you've had in some of those circles, when you do them in person, there can be over 100 people in a oh, room. Oh, yeah. Oh, sometimes over 300. Yeah. It's really, it's really fun. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story. When, when we do these bigger events, the, the hallmark of Belon's work is to answer questions for people. They always say that in the ocean of possibilities, which we all are, because we are the ocean, as they say, we are from the ocean, our questions are our rudder in a way for the boat, right, in the ocean. So a question is an indication to them about where anyone's point of view is and in these big groups it's pretty cool usually they like to put me kind of in the middle um a bit and then they'll seat everyone in the round which is circular around you know the center and then uh whoever Mm -hmm. the wonderful hosts are that are conducting these they'll bring people one by one up to the middle to either sit you know cross-legged with me i tend to be pretty casual so sitting on the floor is just fine and they'll ask questions. And what Balon always says and reassures people, they'll never answer a question so specifically that it could embarrass or make someone feel uncomfortable about information that's, you know, delicate. And they say, and I've heard this over and over, they spread the answer out so it, so the answer reaches the questions that they can see so many other people may have also, right? But they're not saying because they're not there in the circle. So even though it's hundreds of people or potentially more they may ask they may answer direct questions from maybe 30 to 50 people or 60 during during the period of the 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 show or the the time together the circle i always hear the same thing i hear it a lot i had this question in my heart or in my mind and even though i wasn't the one asking it i felt like balon was talking directly to me my experiences in these groups they're really cool because, um, you know, great people, but I can feel probably you can too, Bjorn, because you're so energetic. You can feel some people are high energy, some are low, you know, it's very irregular and spiky in the group. When you look at everyone's energy together, almost like looking at a mountain range, you know, high and low mm-hmm. peaks. <laughs> and then I, you know, I do my thing, you know, we do, we do belong and I don't remember anything, but when I come back, it's always fascinating because it's like Balon took this huge energy press, I guess, like an iron or something, because everyone's energy is at the exact same place, right? <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it is just, a, it's so cool. And it's exactly how I feel. <laughs> it, it's like mm. that, that energetic <laughs> boost that I just described to you that I receive. Um, it's like yeah. everyone else is in the same place, right? Do you feel like when you're doing the in-person events, people receive a, an extra energetic benefit versus doing them over the phone or online? You no, know, that's a great question. I'm asked that a lot. No, it's the same experience because as, as you know, energy, energy can go anywhere. It's universal. It's why I read for people on the other side of the world at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> because it's, you know, there's no time, you know, all that physical stuff, time and space and distance that we perceive so well just doesn't exist 
um, energetically. But I get a benefit yeah. personally. I'm a people person, you know, like a lot, I really like, you know, the hugs and the conversation. And, you know, some people hold Balan's hands, you know, when they're talking to Balan. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, amazing. Cool. <laughs> uh, could you talk a little bit to what it was like for you? I, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, 20 plus years ago, you discovered Balan. I imagine there was uh, some integration or a discovery process you went through to learn how to get comfortable <laughs> with that. Could you talk a little bit about that process sure. of what you did yeah, go through? It was a complete surprise. I had not followed channeling. I didn't even know what it was. I wasn't doing anything that people would call spiritual necessarily in terms of reading books or that kind of thing. I'll back up quickly mm. to when I was a child. I saw so many things. I experienced so many things that are in this energetic realm that we're talking about when I was really young. Like it was every day, every night, quite a while. I didn't always enjoy it, to be honest, because when you're a kid, you don't necessarily have a good reference point. But I always felt like I kind of outgrew it, so to speak. And so I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. But when I did sit down to meditate, it was with a friend who didn't tell me, but she was pretty psychic. And she, she told me later she could see something in my aura and just wanted to know what it was. She wasn't expecting that. That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> but I had dabbled in yoga, so I said, sure, I'll try you know, to meditate with you. But when I closed my eyes and settled in, I felt this really powerful energy, and it felt so good. In fact, it still feels the same to me, and I, I feel like I always tell people it feels like I'm going home in the best possible way. And so I let go. And that's still mm. what I do. Uh right? When you had that experience, did you go through any type of uh, a healing process afterward from your own energy to accommodate what you were now aware well, of? Well, yeah, I guess um, I had to go run about 12 miles <laughs> because the energy is so strong, right? It still is. I'm filled with this enormous amount of energy that I have to blow it off somehow is always how I feel. It's very invigorating. And in, in fact, the first time that Balan showed up all those years ago, and for a while afterwards, the energy came through so, so strong that it threw me around the room, not in a violent way or a dangerous mm. way, but it wasn't like I could just sit still and the energy came. It was really physical. There were a lot of jokes made in the early days about the energy, and I didn't tell anyone. I kept it to myself. Only friends and family knew in the beginning, just because. But eventually, Balan and I were able to settle in, and now I can sit still in front of Zoom or something or in a room with other people, and I, I don't bounce mm. around anymore. My kids always joke and say, yeah, they call, they, they nicknamed Balan Star Daddy, which is, you know, really cute, <laughs> right? <laughs> They always said, yeah, Star Daddy's pretty crazy. They would drive the car if you let them. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes like that, you know. <laughs> uh, before you started working with Balan, were you already doing a lot of meditation? No, none. None. Uh -huh. I wasn't that kind of guy. Let me give you a qualification on that. I've always been a long-distance runner. 
most of my life. And mm-hmm. so in a way that me running gave me a lot of peace and freedom, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that was my meditation, although I never called it that, but I sure as heck, I still enjoy it a great deal. Yeah, I kind of look at meditation as any activity that you are bringing your yourself back to your essence as a practice. Yeah. Doesn't have to be sitting in a <clears throat> cross-legged position or a lotus on a chair. It can be <laughs> <laughs> any activity that provides deep enjoyment really. Man, I, I am with you on that a hundred percent. Actually, I've heard I've heard that um, Balan's told a lot of people that I read for a lo- something pretty similar. So we are definitely in the same camp for sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any aspect of the uh, the journey with Balan that you found to be very difficult, or a, a specific experience that was very challenging for you? Oh, that's a great question. Light worker too, or a healer, whatever term. I think we all go through some of those things in our journey. One of them that I've found to be almost universal and that I found challenging, I think a lot of other people, maybe you too have, is that when you are a healer and this healing energy is with you, whether you're channeling or not, other people that require healing find you. And they may be in the grocery store, right? Or, you know, a friend's family member, and they're going through something, and they're hoping that you will be able to, and they don't even know this consciously always, but they gravitate towards you. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you want more than anything in the world to help them. And sometimes, I've heard this a lot from other healers, that it can be challenging because sometimes we end up marrying that person, right? Or we end up getting in a, in a long relationship with them, either a friendship or even, you know, dating relationship if it's not marriage. And that's a challenge I think a lot of us go through on the on the journey to becoming a healer, either professionally or acknowledging it, even if you're a physician or a psychiatrist or something like that. I think a lot of a lot of us that are in the healing profession run into those kinds of things. Mm. I know I did, right? Mm. I, especially when you don't identify yourself that way yet and you're not aware that's what's going on. You're just trying to help, right? Mm, yeah. Or love, right? And you discover the dynamic that you, you're engaged in is one where you are healing first. And that's part of the reason why you're in that connection or friendship or relationship or marriage is that you're trying to love um, while also healing. And sometimes that can get a little difficult, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you had to use one word to describe the energy that you carry, the essence mm-hmm. of who you are, um, what word would you use to describe it? Joy. Mm. That is the center and the hallmark of Balan's reason for being here with us. I also feel that that's the benefit that I experience. That's the, that's the feeling that I have that I was describing to you. Yes. That leveling out is just filled with a tremendous amount of joy. I'm not talking about ecstasy or pleasure or happiness or any of the other things that we naturally kind of connect with joy. I'm talking about that 
the purity of that joy. In that joy is what I've come to see is an indicator of whether any of us are headed in a direction that is beneficial. I hesitate to say the right direction because that's a little, you know, specific. I've learned there isn't any right necessarily. It's what's right for you at at a certain time. So it's that joy. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm writing a book right now. I'm very well. Balan is writing a book. To be clear, I'm very excited about it. And and joy is the hallmark of the subject of the book. In fact, mm. it's one of the benefits that are that are being promoted in the book. Something that I've discovered within my own energy is that I used to think that when I experienced an emotion, that that was the mood that I was in. Like I associated one with the other. But now I've come to understand that there's this whole aspect of my, you could call it my higher self, my essence, or can actually be in a state of pure enjoyment, even if I'm experiencing an emotion of anger, frustration, and let's say that my mind is zeroed in on that emotion, that it seems like, oh, this is a painful experience, yet there's another part of me that is actually enjoying that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> do you follow what I'm saying at all there? <laughs> I completely do. <laughs> oh, man. It's great you have the, the wisdom to see that. <laughs> that one's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> think maybe we could bring Balan out for a few minutes. Yeah, cool. Of course. All right. Uh, here we go. Before we continue on our little adventure here, a brief message. Right now, Kai is transitioning into Balan. So he's going into a meditative state. Balan will take over and begin a psychic reading, offering some insights and guidance while also simultaneously performing an energy healing on all current and future listeners to this episode of the Blue Dragon Healing Podcast. Please listen and enjoy, and here we go. How are you? I am great. How are you, Balan? Uh, we're always good, our friend. Thank you for asking. Hmm. How can we help? Well, we are on this uh, podcast interview at the moment. And as a starting point, would love to get your take if there was anything that you wanted to add from the energetics that you observe of the conversation that Kai and I just had that you think would be beneficial for the listeners of this podcast? Um, what a wonderful question. There is. The Kai has brought out dimension around the topic of joy. And this is something that we would like to suggest all of you consider as you go through your day-to-day -day conscious choices. When considering any action, 
look at the quotient of joy that you anticipate experiencing from that. The reason why we suggest you pay attention to this is because the more choices you make that are aligned with your perception of your joy, the higher the probability is that these choices will be made from your own core energy rather than that which you anticipate others would think about your choice. We are aware that sometimes that can involve an aspect of bravery on your part. So if you find that to be the case, start small. We're fairly sure that by using this very simple very easy to incorporate method that you will find your choices moving your life closer to that which you intend in the first place. Mm. You understand? Yes, thank you. What uh, benefits do you think that the listeners of this podcast will receive and I, when i say this podcast of course i don't mean just this episode but the entirety of it over time and uh and how about specifically because uh, on some aspects or on some episodes i'm going to be delivering my actual work right in the podcast so people can experience it I'd love to get your take on all of that of course well well, our friend, when your work is experienced, you are able to shift the awareness of the one that you are connected to closer to a higher state of their own understanding of their energy. It is a very unique and powerful experience, especially with the brilliant and magical guides that you bring through your work every time. Well, it's easy for each of you to look at the human in front of you as just another person. You are aware of this, our friend. However, you as a human biological form are only the tip of the energy that you are bringing through from all of your guides those magnificent guides that you work with to create these connections for others are very strong and very clear. They are precise in their calibration of the energetic experience and the healing that all of those you, well, work with receive our friend. That is what we see this podcast providing. Also, because it is a public platform, there will be the opportunity to encounter methodology, especially from you, that many have not yet fully experienced. So we would say that tuning in and paying attention to the way you construct your series, in addition to talking with those such as us, but your work in general, will give them an understanding that they too are also energetic and can maybe not do the same exact method that you employ or that the Kai employs with us, but have their own ability to give themselves healing and get closer to the expression of their own joy. 
You understand? I do. What would you say to people who, I believe that there are a lot of people out there that maybe they have or haven't experienced energy healing before, but they might be a bit hesitant about the idea of experiencing uh, healing benefits through a recording where they weren't the original subject of the uh, healing itself? We understand. In many respects, it, it references what the Kai has said about our energy working with those in large groups or in theaters where those buy tickets and attend. While they are not the one asking the question or sitting with us on the stage, everyone in attendance is receiving some kind of energetic lift and information that's calibrated to shift their own awareness. All of you are powerful, eternal energies that have chosen very bravely, in our opinion, to place an aspect of that energy that is you in a human biological form with a goal in mind. And if you haven't picked up on the focus of our concentration, it is to do so in joy, my friend. That is all of your birthright. If you are not experiencing joy regularly from the choices that you are making, regardless of what you find around you or your circumstances, we would suggest you consider how you can begin to make some choices that will bring you closer to joy, because that is truly you. In fact, we hear frequently, well, what about the other aspects of spiritual awareness? And is there a darkness or the concept of heaven and hell? The reason we mentioned that, well, a dark light scenario that is so common in your realm is because it does not exist in any way, shape, or form. The only thing that exists here in spirit where we are is joy. That is where all of you are from. It is what you carry with you all the time. So the closer you can move your experience to that which is truly you, which is joy, the more accurately you can know that you are headed in a direction that you intended in the first place. You understand? I do. I think that there may be a lot of people out there who might get a little confused in the sense that I guess I'll use uh, the metaphor of a, a bug on the wind, a bug on the windshield where Someone may have experienced something in the past that they are holding on to. And so when they experience, say, an emotion, say, for example, anger, they their attention goes and their focus goes right into that experience. And they attribute that to that's the experience I'm having, even though their true natural energy is actually enjoying that experience. So what's one way that people can um, detach from the bug on the windshield and, and tap into what experience is it that they are actually enjoying so that they can calibrate that more effectively? We understand your question. 
many of the emotions that you experience, which are often connected because they are, well, in the air or a bit ambiguous or can't be quantified and are entirely your own, are often connected to your spiritual side or your own, your own energy and essence. All of those are thoughts. They are not you in any way, shape, or form. When we specifically reference joy, we are referencing that which is you, which is truly separate from that kind of experience. You understand. I do. So how could someone more effectively discern what is them? By remembering moment by moment that what is in front of you or presented by another, even if it is creating an abrasive moment, is something that you always are able to change simply by making a different choice. Choice is at the center of all of your ability while incarnate. A simple example is you can get up right now. You can turn around and walk out the door and you can keep walking and walking and walking. And as implausible as that choice would be, of course, it's within your power to do that and therefore change the rest of your entire incarnation with one choice. All of you have that ability at any moment to change everything, not just for yourself, but for all the others that are connected to you and even your entire realm with one simple choice. So keep that in mind whenever you're having any experience which seems a bit out of your control or if that you that you are almost uh, feeling victimized by outside circumstances that seem bigger than yourself, you can change it by making a choice. And the closer you are to your own truth, your own vibration in those choices, the faster your life will move in the direction that you intend in the first place. You understand? Sure. So let's say for someone who's in the earlier stages of learning about connecting with their own truth, would you say that a good place to start might be activities that they know that they can consciously enjoy already? That's a wonderful suggestion, our friend. Hmm. Another is a simple exercise we give to many who are trying to incorporate choice and joy into their experience. We suggest you go to a restaurant, get a menu, scan the menu, pick the first thing that you find would give you pleasure that you want. Put the menu down and enjoy your meal, satisfied knowing that you made that choice yourself, rather than analyzing everything and pondering it and waiting and calculating. It's a mm. very simple exercise. However, repeated over and over again and incorporated into your 
awareness, usually those we suggest this to rapidly move from small decisions like a meal to much bigger decisions such as buying something important or choosing a school or a spouse and onwards and so forth, where the confidence becomes built that you can trust yourself, our friend, because all of you can trust yourself. Mm, beautiful. I appreciate your time here, Balan. I think we're going to have to bring the Kai back so he can get ready for his uh, next call. Yes, of course. It's been Wonderful connecting with you, our friend. We will say goodbye for now. Hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) How you doing? I'm great. And yourself? I'm doing great. Well, uh, that was perfect. <laughs> Good. Oh, did, are you you're happy with it? It went well. Yeah, that uh, went great. Went right through the questions we had for them. They gave some useful advice for people who are going to listen to the podcast, and it just worked out really nice. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm really glad. That's 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 wonderful. Thank you, thank you for inviting inviting me and Balan onto your podcast. I'm excited. I'm excited about what you're doing. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you very much for coming. I really appreciate you taking the time. You have a pretty busy schedule these days, so yeah, not not too busy for you, my friend. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Blue Dragon Healing Podcast. If you're drawn to explore more about Balan, you can visit Balan.com, that's B-A-H-L-O-N.com, to book a personal reading or join their light circle for ongoing group readings or even just to explore the educational materials they have on the site. And in the meantime, you can dive deeper into self-healing by exploring more episodes of the Blue Dragon Healing Podcast, where we fuse together stories and insights with direct healing experiences. Remember, healing is a personal journey, so we're grateful to be a part of yours. Until next time, stay connected with your inner wisdom and light. Thank you.